Mm. So there might be some like banging and noises uh, that might come through the recording this afternoon because my pregnant neighbors are moving out. So nice. They've been packing for, I don't know, the last few days. It's been a slow pack. A very slow pack. Um, can't yeah. wait until they're gone, though. I was going to say, at least they're fucking leaving. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> I figured they because kind of had suck. to with two kids yeah. now, you know, coming at least. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah, but could you imagine having a baby as a neighbor? Like, ugh. I know. Thankfully, I've so loud. I've missed it now twice because when I first moved in, I had neighbors across the hall from me who were in the late stages of pregnancy when they moved out, and I wasn't sure they were even moving out, but they did, which was great because they were all they were worse than the neighbors that are currently moving out. Yeah, they were pretty bad. Um, yeah. Was that the same apartment complex that the ones that are moving out? Or is it a different, like, room? A different room. Um, okay. Just, yeah. I was going to say, there's something about that space. No. That just... Okay, well, that that's, <laughs> no, that same space, the one that um, across the hall that you are thinking of, the, the people that moved in afterwards were three teenagers, uh, like, just, like, fresh out of high school teenagers. Um, I know. Two of them were dating, and then there was a third one, like, who was sleeping in the second bedroom. And things got bad really fast. Like, I predicted they were going to get bad. I'm like, never works out. Yeah. Never room with your friends. Doesn't work out. Just don't do it. Yeah. And um, I think she was gone maybe less than three months after they moved in. Like, I just stopped seeing her. And that room's been empty for a while now. (laughs) But (laughs) I'm pretty sure that another kid from this building is going to be taking up tenancy in that room mm, because I saw him and the beanie kid. And I, I call him the beanie kid because he wears a beanie literally 24 fucking seven. I've never seen him without the beanie on <laughs> like 75 degree weather, 80, 90. He's wearing a beanie, like long gangly hair and a beanie. <laughs> yeah. But I think they became fast friends and, this kid's now probably going to move in. So Yikes. he's going to have fun listening to Amy yowl all night long in that room. Yeah, for real. Um, having a beanie on 24-7, that reminds me, have you ever seen the show Ed, Ed, and Eddie? <laughs> yeah, funny you should bring that up. My girlfriend was watching it the other day. Like, Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, yeah. He used to watch it all the time. funny. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. a kid. just reminds me of Double D with his beanie. And, you know, you always wanted to see what was under his hat. And then they never showed us. But then they also had this one episode where, uh, like, characters on the show got to see what was under his hat. But then they never revealed to the audience what was under the mm-hmm. hat. And it's just like, oh, it's the same feeling like when, um, like, with Powerpuff Girls or whatever. How, you know, they would show the adults and then, like, you wouldn't get to see their face, see face or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And it was just like, man, they just keep your secrets i guess but man did i want to know them <laughs> it's uh left up to the imagination you know yeah little mystery there yep what's under the hat For real. probably more gross hair but you know whatever 
I see. I always thought it was his brain because he was so smart mm-hmm. <laughs> that he just had a brain that was like overfilling, um, and that I don't know. It was stupid, but yeah, that's what that <laughs> reminds me of. <laughs> um, well, I guess the only the only story that I have is um, so when I went back to my parents' house, uh, surprise, surprise, my dad got a new car. And, um, yeah, so he's been talking about how he wanted this, you know, he's very into, like, like muscle cars, and he was talking about Oh, yeah, about I remember that wanted. time, the one. Yeah, his, his. <laughs> that time we got oh, to God. ride in his car. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So he got a very similar kind of car to, like, what he used to have, just, like, a newer model and, like, a different version or whatever. And so he was, like, sh- he was, like, super excited to, um you know, show it to us and, um, take it for a spin. And, um, so it was kind of like just when, uh, Ozzy and I got home and, um, he was showing it to us and then he's like, oh, you guys want to go for a ride? And we're like, yeah, sure. Let's get in. And so we all kind of just like my dad, my mom and Ozzy and I, we all got in the car and it was kind of around dinner time. And my mom was talking about how she wanted to go get takeout, um, for, dinner and uh we're kind of like already halfway to the place where she wanted to go I was like oh let's just order and then um just have him drive there and she's like okay and so we drive to the takeout spot and then um we get there and um uh Ozzy runs inside to go get the food and then my dad was like talking about his car and then he like um he was saying something about how he he turned it off because he's like um like, oh, yeah, it, it, like, burns a lot of gas, and, like, I don't, I don't want to, mm. you know, the price of gas right now. He's like, I don't want to, you know, keep this shit going. And then he's, like, uh, he, like, starts digging in his pockets, like, looking for the keys, like, just to make sure that he had them. And he's like, huh, I maybe it's under the seat or something. Like, I'm not sure where this is. And oh, no. um, he goes to turn the car on again, and it turns back on. And so he's like, oh, so, I mean, I I guess it must just be somewhere in here, like, because uh, it turned on. And then, so he turned it off again. <laughs> and then um, Ozzy got back and um, he's like, okay, time to go. And he's like, yeah, weirdest thing. I thought, uh, we thought maybe you had the key because, like, it turned on, but, it, like, I don't know, it was being weird. And he's like, I can't find the key. He goes to uh, try to turn it on again. Of course, it doesn't turn on. And he doesn't have the key. And so now we're all just, like, sitting there, like, uh, do we seriously not have the key right now? Like, we're 20 minutes away from our house. Like, none of us have cell phones. None of us have, like, our wallets or anything. Like, we just got in here because we thought it was, like, going to be a quick ride. And, oh, my God, my dad was so embarrassed. (laughs) He's like, he's like, He's like, oh, man, I was just, like, bragging my ass off about this car, and now I'm sitting here without the fucking key, without it being able to move. And then we're, like, trying to figure out, well, how are we going to get the key? And um, so Ozzy's like, well, I can call my sister. And my dad's like, no, can we just call an Uber? <laughs> he was just so embarrassed because he didn't want it, like anyone else to know about it but here I am talking about it on the podcast <laughs> and so Ozzy calls his sister and his sister comes he, he's, she's like two minutes away and, and Rick was like he was like standing outside the car and he's like 
well, I'm going to go ahead and sit in the car so when she gets here, she can't see how shamed, ashamed I am and how embarrassed for uh, not being able to uh, remember my key when I'm driving this stupid car. And so, yeah, he was just, uh, he was just going off about he how he couldn't believe it happened and it was just ridiculous. So we had to drive all the way back to our house, grab the key, go all the way back to them and then, uh, you know, we were able to find the key. But, like, the weird thing is, like, the car let him drive off, you know, without the key. Hmm. And then also, it started without the key the first time. So we're like, oh, I don't know. It was just a very strange situation. But, yeah, Yeah. so that little trip turned into a nice, long, like, one-hour adventure because the fucking key was literally on, like, the the countertop of... um, in my house and so yeah Good job. that was fun <laughs> i know classic i was like huh i wonder where where i get that from when i lock my keys in my car all the time I, like i know <laughs> i was literally thinking about when we were working like we were what a mile and a half two miles from your house and mm-hmm. um you had locked the truck keys in the truck and so we just walked <laughs> to your house and borrowed your dad's car <laughs> <laughs> to, to drive all the way to the oh. to the main office to get a the duplicate so we could go back and get our fucking key yes. and truck yeah oh my god i know <laughs> it just seems like all of us just have weird things happening with our cars like we can never just you know be normal be able to have a good <laughs> functional car that you know we can reliably trust ourselves to have the keys and not lock them in the um carve so who knows but yeah Mm -hmm. so that was that was a wild time but it was pretty funny so thought i'd share oh yeah uh but you know what wasn't pretty funny this movie (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) wow i'm surprised that like that actually worked out (laughs) I know. Every time I set up, like we never get that. But yeah, I know no, we're never in sync on our movie. on our jokes. But I know. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm Jesse. I'm Erin, and we're the Cage Queens. What do you say we put a cap on the horseshit? So, um, this movie is starring Nick Cage. Obviously. Um, I feel like every time we say that, we always go, obviously. <laughs> it is a Nick Cage podcast, which, you know, we never really clarify ever when we intro the episode. But uh, who gives a shit? I know. Certainly not our listeners, but. Yeah, but what movie are oh, we well. talking about? So we are talking about uh, Red Rock West. And every time I want to say it, I want to say Red Rocket west and then you know then i just think about dog wieners oh <laughs> I don't no want to be thinking about that uh, yeah my dad's dog is like that little pug who he, he, you know when he yeah mm, already bad already, yeah, already bad gross. yeah but he figured out a way um to masturbate essentially even though he doesn't have like balls and so he oh it's so disgusting i used to piss me the fuck off because you could tell when he was about to do it he would uh, yeah he like kind of sits in a way where he sits and then he kind of like spins around a little bit so he can get his leg just right on his like little wiener and then he just kind of like oh humps God. himself until 
whatever, but I never let him finish. I'm like, you fucking asshole, stop it. I don't want to see this. That dog, I hated that dog. Like, I usually don't dislike animals, but that dog was so fucking annoying. He's still alive. He's, he's... Yeah, that's true. He's still he's still kicking. You, I, neither of us just have to deal with him anymore. That's true. So. I don't have to. I don't have to watch him being so many states away. It's pretty nice. Yes, exactly. <sighs> so, yeah. But anyways, this is this movie is not about dog wieners. It's about um, <laughs> it's about like this um, man, Nick Cage. His character's name is like Michael or Mike or whatever, mm-hmm. and he is just kind of this. I guess, drifter that is looking for work and um, he kind of is desperate for a job at this point and he ends up going into a town and he's kind of um, mistaken for somebody else um, that the, um, I guess, already had a job and so he uh, was like, oh yeah, I'm the guy, I'm the one that uh, has this job but like the job was never clarified to him. And then um, later he finds out it was for um, being a hitman. And so then he kind of gets in this situation where he has to, um, you know, either follow through on the job or try to get out of um, the situation with the money for the job. And so we just kind of see that plot unravel. And eventually the actual hitman comes into the picture and then there's a whole bunch of drama. And so we got to see how... uh, Nick Cage handles it, but, um, yeah, (laughs) that was my very brief, (laughs) brief description. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Nick Cage, he's, he plays a character named Michael, and Michael's, like, a really honest dude, um. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But, like, and I, I liked his character, but, like, the movie was Mm -hmm. just, like, so boring, and I don't know quite- about like I don't know what it was about the movie that made it so boring like I think Mm -hmm. comedically it could have been really good I mean with Nick Cage's character being who he was always you know being an honest man telling the truth um which does bite him in the ass sometimes but he always redeems himself um but like I don't know I think it made might have just been every other character maybe the dialogue too it was just so boring i don't yeah no it was just really fucking boring yes yes it was and it was just like <sighs> so i guess it, it did have some some like good aha moments in it so like mm-hmm. for example when nick first goes into um, this town, he goes into a bar, just, he, you know, he stops and gets a drink or whatever. And um, the bartender is like, hey, you you the guy looking for the job? And then Nick Cage is like, yeah. And then, um, you know, we find out that that man, the bartender, his name was Wayne. Um, he was trying to kill his wife. And then we later find out that Nick doesn't follow through on killing the wife because she's like, um, she offers him like, you know, she, he pretty much goes to the wife, says, hey, your husband uh, hired me to kill you. And she's like, oh, well, I'll double, I'll pay you double what he offers and then you go kill him. And then Nick Cajun goes and, you know, takes the money. And then um, later we find out that Nick Cage like has to go back into town and um, that's where he meets the sheriff 
And then it turns out the sheriff was Wayne, which was the guy who paid Nick to kill his wife. And so I was like, oh, I see a little yeah. a little twist there. <laughs> yeah, I I really actually did not expect that plot twist. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Got me there. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't, didn't see that one coming. You must be Wayne. Yeah, and do you remember why Nick Cage went back into town? Yeah, he's on his way out of town. He's got a shitload of money because he said he was going to do a job, and so he buys a bunch of food at the gas station, gets a bunch of gas, and on his way out of town, it's, like, raining really hard, and he sees taillights off to the side, and he's like, well, that's kind of strange. So he's slowing down, and this guy pops up and comes out and starts waving his arms, like, hey, stop and help me, and Nick Cage just plows him like fucking takes him out um with his car and so he gets out of the car and he's like oh shit like like he lists he checks to see if he's still alive he's like yeah dude's still alive he's like okay you know i gotta i gotta help you so he throws him over his shoulder gets him in the car and takes him back into town to the hospital where he the doctor's like what happened he's like i hit him with my car and i'm like dude don't he just like maybe save the details like i mean you don't yeah or maybe give more detail don't say that you just hit him with your car be like it was a hit and run or something like that it's found this guy or something yeah you know like exactly maybe don't implicate yourself too so honest. hard yeah, <laughs> yeah too honest exactly. too honest so of course they ask him to stay so they can call the cops because they assume that whatever um where they have questions and the cops show up and uh, it's two deputies, and they are like, um, Nick was about to leave to go actually move his car because he was parked in the red zone. <laughs> so he wanted yeah. to park it in a parking space to make room for emergency vehicles. But the the deputies stop him and uh, show him a couple bloody bullets, apparently, that must have been removed or found at the scene. I don't really know where mm-hmm. they got them or how they got them. But they show They were up. in the guy's stomach. They were in the guy's stomach? Okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah, they show him those, and he's like, whoa. And apparently <laughs> somebody called the sheriff, um, and the sheriff mm-hmm. comes, and that's when we find out that Wayne is yes. the sheriff. And Nick's like, oh, fuck. Uh, I'm, I see there's an issue here. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then um, the sheriff, I think at that point, that's when the sheriff realizes that Nick now... Knows too much. Didn't do the job he was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he pretty much says, okay, well, I'm going to take this guy into custody. And But really what he's doing is he's trying to go in, you know, off Nick because he's like, well, now this guy's going to tell my secret <laughs> to mm-hmm. um, the rest of the town and I don't want that. And so um, they kind of have a struggle. Nick runs away and he, he escapes Wayne. Um, and then he's kind of like, they're like running through the woods and then Nick kind of like falls down a hill, rolls into the middle of the road. Mm-hmm. And then some guy uh, is driving on the middle road, stops in the nick of time. Um, and then, uh, you know, he's some cowboy and he's like, whoa, partner. And then, um, you know, he gives Nick a ride. Mm-hmm. And then another, I, this one wasn't as big of a surprise, but we find out that the guy that picks him up is the actual hitman that was supposed to be hired by Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, the, the hitman takes fucking Nick back into the town. He keeps trying to leave, um, <laughs> goes to the bar, and Nick's like, God damn it. <laughs> like, yeah. And and so they pull up at the bar, and Nick knows that that's Wayne's bar because that's where he was earlier. Yeah. And uh, 
And the guys, um, and they bonded in the car on the drive over because mm-hmm. um, Nick revealed that he was in the Marines um, at, at one point. I think it's maybe Vietnam War. Um, yeah. Is my, my Sounded guess. like it. I, I didn't do mm-hmm. any research into it. I didn't look anything up about this movie. So, Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other guy, uh, Lyle, the hitman, reveals that he was also um, in the, the war station somewhere else. And he is, like, familiar with shit that, that Nick and Nick's troop did. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, he's, you know, like, support our troops, thanks for serving, kind of you know, BS, mm-hmm. whatever, on their way into town, and then they get to the bar, and he's just like, come on, let me buy you a drink, and then I'll help you with your car, or whatever, like, just let me uh, buy you a drink, you don't want to have a drink with me, because Nick Cage is like, no, 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 and then he gets yeah. kind of aggressive, and they, and then he's like, fine, like, I'll have a drink with you, like, that's it, and they go into the bar, and um, have a couple drinks, I think, uh, before... I mean, Nick has to know that he got in the car with Lyle, right? So, he, but he like, found out at the bar. At the well, at the bar, the, it was confirmed, but he had to know before yeah. he got in. He saw the license plate, right? I want to be right. He knew that there was a guy oh. from Dallas coming. He knew that Lyle from Dallas yeah. or whatever was coming. So, like, being a Texas plate, oh, I think yeah. they're they're in Wyoming, you know. And Nick is mm-hmm. the only other person with a Texas plate. That's how he got mistaken as Lyle. Um, so, like, he has to assume that that's who it is, but it's only confirmed for mm-hmm. him when he gets to the bar. And yes. Lyle tells the bartender that he's looking for, um, what's his name? Wayne. Wayne. I could not, like, literally just blanked hard <laughs> looking for Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so Nick Cage uh, excuses himself into the bathroom yeah Mm -hmm. he ends up like climbing onto the roof because i think at this point wayne shows up at the bar and you know the bartender says he's gonna call wayne for him and let him know and then nick's like yeah oh yeah i'm gonna go like to the bathroom to try to dip before wayne gets there yeah and so nick cage he ends up like climbing onto the roof and he sees this like truck and um that's kind of like parked like maybe i don't know like 10 15 feet away from the roof he's like oh i gotta get onto this truck so he like lays down a a plank and like literally walks the plank onto the top of the truck so that like that could be his getaway and Mm -hmm. you know he gets onto the truck and escapes you know right after um you know, Lyle climbed to the roof and was about to find him. But yeah, he, he gets out of there. And then while that truck driver is driving, the cage just kind of like knocks like, on the window, like, knock on his yeah. window. Yeah. And he's like, oh, hey, and the driver's like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, the driver gives him a ride, lets him come down from the roof. Um, and then he drops him off at Wayne's wife's house, which her name is Susan. Suzanne. Is that it? Suzanne. Yeah. Um, because I guess Nick was going to go warn her. I think that Lyle was actually in town. I'm mm-hmm. not really 100% yeah. sure why. Yes, that's what he was going to okay. do. He was, he was going to warn her that, um, that Lyle was here and actually out to kill her, that he wasn't the real hitman, mm-hmm. that he was just pretending yes. whatever, um, for the money. And, um, I don't know who says it, but like. I, and I don't know how clear it was. The guy that got 
shot in the middle that was in the middle of the road mm. um that Nick hit was Kurt who was this guy that Suzanne was sleeping with um some mm-hmm. like farmhand or something I don't know who he was but he he's the guy that um was injured in the road and uh I think it's Nick that tells her that he's not doing so hot in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Your friend, the ranch hand, he's been shot! And then, oh yeah, while they're there, Lyle shows up at the house and they have to escape. Mm, yep. Yes. Oh yeah, so they, they know he's coming and um, so they're hiding. And while Lyle's coming into the house uh, to look for her, Nick sneaks up behind him. And knocks him the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes out and he actually, he, he like fucks with his engine or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. To, to slow him down at least. And then uh, Nick and Suzanne escape in her Jeep, which is like low mm-hmm. on gas. And so they have to stop to get gas uh, in the next town. And while they're there... They've only got, like, 80 bucks or whatever to buy gas. Uh, Suzanne says she wants to drink at the bar. Oh, so Such a Nick, bad idea. I know. So Nick's like, okay. And they go to the bar yeah. and have multiple drinks. And then uh, they're going to leave. And uh, Suzanne's like, no, I want to stay at the Comfort Inn. So mm-hmm. they go in and she starts undressing him and then they fuck. And the next morning, um, she wants to go back to Red Rock to get more money because they only had like, I don't know, $80 or less than that. Yeah. And she claims that um, all the money's hers anyways, that it's like money that her parents gave her. So... Um, but they have to go back and get it out of the safe in Wayne's <sighs> office. So <laughs> they go back to Red Rock. You want to go back to Red Rock? Again. Yeah, I know. again. Nick, uh, I don't know how Nick keeps going back to this town. I'd be like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, we'll find money a different way. Like, I am. There's no way I'm going back to that stupid ass town. Like, that was just <laughs> too, too much. I know. <laughs> I'm like, man, ATMs and bank accounts weren't, probably weren't a thing, I guess. Oh, yeah. The accessibility, maybe debit cards weren't a thing. I don't think they were. I think you had to write checks in the early 90s. Yeah, I don't think debit, when did debit cards become a thing? I have no idea. I'm just glad that they were always a thing. I think it was sometime in our lifetime. Well, I was going to say, I'm glad it was always a thing in my lifetime. Like, I never (laughs) had to deal without having the debit card, so... That's kind of hard to imagine. Yeah, and so when they go back into town, pretty much what happens is the other police officers find out that Wayne isn't who he said he was. Mm -hmm. Apparently, him and Susan were thieves in another life. And, you know, that's how they got all that money that, you know, she's talking about is back in the safe. Um, and so they stole that money and then they, um, found their way into this town and, you know, just came up with new identities and, um, you know, started over. 
And then I think he also, because in the beginning, um, Nick wrote a letter to the sheriff saying like, hey, this bartender is trying to kill his wife. This is not a joke. <laughs> I fucking forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. And after, th- after she offered him double the money to yeah. kill her husband, he wrote That's a right. letter to the sheriff and put it in the fucking mailbox. Oh my God. I fucking yeah. forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think that the deputy also found that, and so he knows that, you know, those two were up to no good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's when the the chief's kind of identity gets revealed, and he starts going a little bit more haywire. Yeah, it gets so messy towards the end. Um, it does. It does. It really does. And so, like, the, everybody wants this money. Uh, trying to remember, like, Lyle comes back. Yeah, and, he gets back in it because he wants his money still. Yeah, and oh my god, I can hear the neighbor kids just like wild out over in the apartment next to me. She is screeching and like running around. Ew. And there's a lot of banging happening <laughs> currently. Um, but what am I missing here? I... Like, my next notes literally jump into, like, Lyle has everybody in the car. And I have no idea how they all got into the the car. (laughs) So, yeah, I know. I'm, like, a little bit, like, I lost myself in my own notes, too. So there's a point where, like, Lyle comes back and he wants half the money that's in the safe. So I guess Wayne finds them, like, breaking into the safe or trying to get the money. Like, I know. Okay, so I know that they, they get in the safe. Because she remembers the code, but I don't think there's very much in there. And there's, Mm, he like had hid the money somewhere else. And so, Mm -hmm. right. Okay. Okay. No, I remember now. I'm remembering. So the deputies. All right. Good. Okay. The deputies, (laughs) when they confront Wayne at the bar about this, about his criminal activity, his criminal past, they arrest him. They literally fucking arrest him. They arrest the sheriff and they take him back to jail and they hold him at, um, whatever, like the station. So they're holding him at the station, and that's when Lyle shows up, and he shoots one of the deputies in the head, um, mm, because right. the other deputy left to respond to a fire emergency, because Lyle set um, the old Duncan place on fire or whatever. Oh, yeah. And so Lyle, I think Lyle at this point, he has both Nick and uh, Suzanne when he sets that place on fire. Um, but anyways, he he needs uh, Wayne because he needs to find the money. So That's right. So the guy is responding to the fire. The other guy is sitting at the station. He gets a bullet in the head. And holy fuck. They must be packing the bedroom now. Fuck. Mm, <laughs> damn. They've been spending a lot of time in the kitchen, but now I think we're getting a little closer so um anyways yeah so now he's back at the station he kills the deputy and then he busts wayne out of mm-hmm. uh jail because he's like you got to tell me where this money's buried right and so that's uh-huh. when they all end up in the car yes and they're all in the car <laughs> and, and wayne directs them to a cemetery and i think mm-hmm. nick is driving the car and Lyle has a gun pointed at him, basically. Yes. Yeah, because he, like, shoots the window out or whatever, and Mm -hmm. Nick is, like, driving all fucking crazy, like, hopping railroad tracks and shit, just, like, really, um, 
getting air in his car, you know, just hitting all the ramps and shit. Yeah. Um, and he takes him to a cemetery, and he's like, you know, we gotta be quiet because there's the, um, the whoever takes care of the groundskeeper, whoever takes care of the cemetery, mm-hmm. is, like, right nearby, so, like, don't shoot any guns off, otherwise you're gonna draw attention. And so, yeah. Wayne negotiates him, his way, like, out of handcuffs, and they start digging up, um, like, the money, and, uh, there's, like, a whole bunch of shit that happens, I guess. I just literally wrote, like, everyone's fighting. Everyone's like, there's fighting. so many different, like, yeah. fighting I I tried scenes, to, but, like, get and- it all. Uh, like, Lyle, I don't know, somehow Wayne gets leverage, and I don't really know how he does it. I don't remember, but... He gets yeah. some sort of leverage, and and Lyle has the keys. So Wayne asks Lyle for the keys, and Lyle, like, half-ass tosses the keys to Wayne over the hood of the car. Wayne bends down to pick the keys up, and in that moment, Lyle pops a knife out of his sleeve. Wayne stands back up with the keys and has a knife in his neck, because Lyle just quick shoots that across the car right into the dude's neck. Falls to the ground... And then Nick and Lyle are fighting, and uh, Suzanne is, like, um, fighting Wayne for, like, the keys and the money, and she ends up getting the money, and she, like, beats the sh- well, she doesn't beat the shit out of him with the money bag, but she, like, whacks him a few times with it. And a train starts coming, um, and I think, how does, oh, Lyle's impaled on, like, some gross thing. I don't know. It has, like, a long pointy thing, and Nick, like, impales him on it. And there's, like, a train coming in the distance, and Suzanne has a gun, and she points it at Nick, and she starts firing, but it turns out she's just shooting at Lyle, who's coming up behind Nick. Yeah. And so she kills Lyle, and they hop on the train. They pull a real racing with the moon in that stunt. (laughs) That they do. You are correct. <laughs> they do pull a real racing with the moon. <laughs> That's like what I had in my notes. I was like, make sure to make that connection. Anyways, that's a good one. <laughs> I missed that. Yeah, but that's a good one. So, yeah, they hop on the train, and once they get, like, safely on the train, Suzanne pulls a gun on Nick. And that's when it all comes out where we find out that she's really the bad guy in all of this. Mm-hmm. And she's the one that shot her boyfriend, Kurt, because he found out yeah. about the money. Yes. Yes, she is just very selfish over the money. But, you know, even though she has this gun pointed at Nick, um, turns out there's no bullets in the gun. And mm-hmm. so she really doesn't have any power on the situation and nick's like well you care so much about this damn money how about this and then he grabs like the bag of money and then he just dumps it out of the train and then you know after that he's like you want this go get it and then he pushes her out of the train and no she i think she jumped out (laughs) after it didn't she i thought he pushed her but i I was probably looking down while i was writing like on my note and missed it but anyways she is no longer on the train and yep I don't know if he kept a little for himself or if that was a little bit that was just stuck there from when he dumped it out, but he definitely grabbed it and stuck it in his pocket and adios, Red Rock. 
yeah and so that's how uh the movie ended and um I think like you said in the beginning it was just very dull (laughs) throughout it and like yeah I didn't think that it was anything to so I think in the end don't buy this DVD like not worth it (laughs) definitively don't buy it it's not worth it yes it's very dry um Mm-hmm. It's not very funny. Uh, it's boring. It's boring as shit. But I guess the only like difference is we finally get to see Nick as like he's not really the bad guy. Like he's That's more true. of a like an honest, like just humble person. And so you get to see kind of that side of him. But I'm sure that he has other roles where he plays that and they're probably not as... But maybe that's why the movie was so fucking boring because we got to see him as a a genuine person. We don't like that about him. I mean, Honeymoon in Vegas, he was was pretty honest Uh, in that. He just had a slight gambling addiction issue where he he couldn't back down um, when he was challenged. But he was a pretty honest dude in that. But I think yeah. what I like about his raw honesty in this movie is that, I mean, he literally just is too honest. Um, yeah. It's, it's a, like an oversharing almost without actually mm-hmm. oversharing. Um, yeah. But he does give in really quick, I think, with Suzanne when she says marriage is just a concept or like an idea or whatever and Mm -hmm. he's like well not in texas and she's like well we're not in texas and then bam they're like fucking i know (laughs) like like really that's all it took for you is for her to say that you're not in texas exactly and he's like oh well i guess i'll get my dick wet why not (laughs) but um i think uh the last movie was the only movie where we didn't see a sex scene with Nick. I was thinking um, about I mean, that he too. was still, he was still, you know, hidden on that girl. And there was still like, you know, things brought up where he had, you know, had sex with a minor or I guess hooked up with a minor. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, we didn't actually get to see any physical action. Whereas, you know, obviously yeah. this one, there was no sex we in, back at it in that movie at all. Um, yeah. Yeah. Why don't you just blow me? Um, so my question for you is, if you had um, half a million dollars, which was the the big number that, you know, they were all trying to get. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we ever clarified. That was the amount of money that they were all trying to go after. What would you do with that half a million dollars? Besides pay off my debts? <laughs> yeah. What fun things would <laughs> you do? fun things? I would, yeah. I would straight up, like, move. Like, right now. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I would quit my job and, like, Hell yeah. find the place I wanted to live in find a small place that it, I mean I'd just I'd probably rent right away but like I'd I'd mm-hmm. figure out where I wanted to live that's what I would do with that money <laughs> just fucking travel yes. and figure out where I wanted to live and then find a job and invest 100%. some of it yeah I'd do the same I'd probably donate a bunch to the humane societies just because <laughs> that's <I> know. <laughs> you know that's where my heart is soft at but yeah I would definitely travel way more and obviously i don't have a job but then i would (laughs) i would still um you know i'd postpone looking for a job i would Mm -hmm. just be like fuck it i'm gonna blow some money for a while and uh worry about a job later so 
Yeah. You could do a lot with that money. It's amazing that celebrities need so much to live on. Oh, my God. No. <sighs> Must be so hard living on 30 million or whatever the you, fuck. Like, I can't even fathom, like, that much money. Mm-mm. It's insane. Um, I definitely think. I guess we'll. Yeah. Oh, I was just gonna get into a rant about how celebrities are overpaid. <laughs> but uh, oh, a hundred percent. It's yeah. so stupid. I wish there was a way to change that because they are the most overpaid pieces of shit that don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. And like, it'd be one thing if they actually use their money for good, but you know, they'll they'll donate ten thousand dollars and be like. I'm so, like, I'm such a philanthropist or whatever. It's like, right. no, you're not. That's, like, point zero 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 one percent of, like, your income. That's nothing. I know. And, and it's a tax uh, write-off anyways. Just... It's, like, it's yeah. a donation. So, <gasps> yeah. God. It's so fucking so irritating. I know. Yeah. Nobody I... wants to hear us rant about that, though. <laughs> I know. I know. Fucking story of my life. I really hope the next one we watch isn't going to be this bad. Holy shit. Let me let me look up and see what we're doing next. Yeah. Um, but we can also rank this movie. Oh, yeah. We do this need to rank beauty. this one. Let's rank it first before we get into the next okay. one. So, this one's probably going pretty low on the list, huh? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm going to say under the Cotton Club, our last measure. Yeah. We went above the Cotton Club for Amos and Andrew, so... Um, this time I think we're going below the Cotton Club. So when we're going below the Cotton Club, we got Never on a Tuesday, Firebirds, Time to Kill, Rumblefish, Best of Times, Boy in Blue, and the Industrial Symphony Number One, all <laughs> the way at the bottom. Wow! I don't think it was that bad. Um, no, it's not that bad. That's gonna take a lot to beat. <laughs> I wonder if I accidentally um, said Never on a Tuesday again. I have this feeling that oh. I did. <laughs> Probably, and I definitely didn't even catch it if you did because it's just so. It rolls off so the tongue us. so much better. <laughs> You're saying that, yeah, I know. Um, all right, I want to. I can't tell if I want it above Firebirds or below Firebirds. Ooh. Remind me what's below Firebirds again? Time to kill. And then Rumblefish. I think it's better than Time to Kill. Yeah. It's probably, I mean, Firebird was also another one where it was very, very dull and, like, no, like, thriller at all. Whereas this one, at least there was, like, one or two twists. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. So, above Firebirds and below Never I on g- Tuesday? I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Very, yeah. Not today. All right, so <laughs> next up, we're watching Deadfall, which also came out in 1993. It's described as, like, a crime drama. Uh, the little description is, when Joe loses his dad in a sting, he contacts his dad's twin, Lou, who has a major sting planned. Lou's helper feels threatened by Joe. Who's conning who? And this is directed by Christopher Coppola, which is Nick's brother, if I am not fucking mistaken. Yes. It is his bro. So, um, a little, uh, nepotism, maybe? 
we love that. Uh, <laughs> Nick Nick Cage loves that. That's for damn sure. Yeah, that's true. Um, he's not the top bill, um, so I'm not really sure. He doesn't play Joe. We know that. His character's name mm-hmm. is Eddie. So I don't know. Yeah, whatever that means. Yeah, I don't the know. only other person I recognize is uh, Charlie Sheen. Uh, he's in this. Oh yeah, he is. Thanks. Mark Coppola is Nick's other brother. He has a role in this, it looks like. Oh. Um, Bob. Gee, it's just the whole family getting together <laughs> on this one. <laughs> Who's Renee Estevez? Is she related to Charlie Sheen? Oh. Yes. I don't know, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, what? Emilio and Charlie are her older brothers. Wow. It's a big family affair, huh? For real. Interesting. We'll see how that that plays out, but not gonna lie, this movie sounds pretty stupid too. So. <laughs> <laughs> Adios, Rip.